podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Is this good evening ladies and gentlemen good morning good afternoon wherever you are you are now listening to another episode of chessy hour brought to you by me myself babs as host and dan dan how you doing i'm all right man i'm good to be in the passenger seat man sometimes it's good to just listen to someone else take the the uh the driver's seat but yeah I'm <laughs> well you say you're giving the young bucks the the, the reins now yeah, man, I'm proud of you, man. Babs is stepping up. Can't say the same for the next guest. Damn. Wow. <laughs> I'm with that. Um, Chevy, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't even know what I meant, but I'm just... I'm, I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I just don't like to be too nice, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, um, but that, Danny, you do love to throw a span in the works. I, yeah, I'm with it. that. I've got to remind the listeners, guys, you know, the Touchline Frackers live show is still is on Sunday. Get your yep. tickets now. Tickets are selling out quite quickly, surprisingly enough. So, boy, listen, if you want to get down there, you can watch the United games, you can watch the Chelsea game. You want to chop up the lads, get down there. He's in, he's in Dalston Junction, so it should be easy for like, most people to get to anyway. Why did you say surprisingly I enough? Was, I was just about to say, what? What? what you expect in the Hey, listen, man, listen. Maybe it was the wrong choice of words. No, 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 but you're surprised by the speed because it's touchline. So you yeah, but the, the, far, you know the but... reason why I'm surprised is because you, you know what something it felt, it felt a bit last minute. Oh, you okay. just, I was like, bro, like they, they, they sold out in like less than a week. Babs, you're just here to disparage the brand. First, it was like, bro, I'm surprised they're selling tickets. Now it's yeah, and it was last minute. They, they, you know, what I'm saying this amateur hour. <laughs> Babs, they've been doing live shows since before you were born. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point to be sure. Uh, to be fair, Shelby. That is I a very like good another Dan H joke, but let's let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll move that as well. Tomorrow, at eight PM, there will be a fight card ahead of the massive game. You know, the, yes. the London derby. Who's repping? Who's repping Chelsea? Oh, obviously, it'll be it'll be me. It'll be me myself. I'm joined yeah. by my fellow um, host Meads. You know, so that'll be an interesting one. So hopefully, we can we can get the dub. Hey, Meads is cantankerous. Meads gets cantankerous, so it's going to be good to see him versus who's there for Arsenal. It's Dan Coogs and I'm Lewis. Okay, I think we got this. I think we got this in the bag. That'll be good. Everybody tune in. Live Friday, what time? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. All right, cool. 8 p.m. You got this, yeah, Babs? You got, you got this? You can drive this, this show, yeah? <laughs> hey, man, I've been, I've been, I've been, maybe I haven't been doing it as long as you, but I think uh, I can hold my own. I think I can hold my can, own. You can, you can. But yeah, I'm gonna come straight to you then. You know, like you know, the, the oh. news is still fresh up the fresh up the, the press. You know, look who's back. 
-hmm. you know, Lukaku is in, you know, he's had a couple nice and press conferences, you know, he speaks very well and he's looking confident, you know, he said that everything is done now is been up to this moment. So how are you feeling straight up, straight off the bat? I was happy about it, but then I was listening to our Patreon piece, shout out Shemi, shout out Freemium. Uh, and it was about Lukaku, it was a deep dive on Lukaku. Obviously, if you guys don't know, he's been on a pod before, but Freemium, he's in Italy. Do you know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to talk like they've been watching Lukaku and he's changed, etc. But Freemium actually lives in Italy. He literally watches Serie A. That's his bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? He's consumed by it, surrounds him. So he's got that actual proper opinion, not just one of these kind of fair weather opinions, etc. And he's been watching Lukaku specifically. So it was a good patron piece. I couldn't wait to listen. As Lukaku just signed, I was like, cool. Lukaku signed, I want to hear the detail. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear fluff because all of these journalists just give you fluff about this and that and he scored this and that. I wanted to hear the detail. So I was thinking, cool, it's my own platform. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get some love. I turned on my Patreon. It was Shemi and Freemium. First thing, two minutes in, Freeman is shading me <laughs> for saying that, ah, oh, there's someone on Chelsea Hour that was against Lukaku. So obviously he's probably not happy. But do you know what it is? With, with Lukaku, so, like, I didn't want him. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just feel like with Lukaku, not that he's bad. Um, fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? We've got terrible luck with strikers. Um, but yeah, not that he's necessarily bad. I just feel like we could have done better. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like sometimes you forget this you're, is... You're not sounding too excited there, Dan. Yeah, I, I just said talk, I'm laying it out. I'm laying it out. You just stick with it. Just stick with it. Um, so here's my thing. I, I definitely think Lukaku, um, I think... I don't necessarily think we'll have the best striker in the world. I feel like Spurs fans will argue, oh, Kane's the best striker in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Bayern Munich fans can argue Lewandowski is the best striker in the world. PSG fans or soon-to-be Real Madrid fans can say Mbappe is the best striker, etc., etc. And I feel like Chelsea, look, we're a Champions League winning club. So we really, we should be trying to get the players that we can say, oh, Kante is the best of these type in the world. Jorginho. At this point, now people are starting to respect him as one of the best of these type in the world. And Lukaku, I was just thinking, what we need to do is we need to stop with this bullshit because we always do this bullshit with the, with the Werner signings where we just like uh yeah he scores goals but he can't play football do you know what i'm saying or the pulisic where oh he can dribble but really and truly he hasn't really he's not really a top assist though or a top goal scorer and i just feel like we're creating like we sometimes we collect too many like half players and so when we signed kai i was shocked because i'm like i'm looking at this guy i'm thinking you've got everything you assist you score technically amazing past the eye test too aesthetically great uh off the ball does the work. And I'm like, yo, this is what we should be doing. We should be going for the complete. Because when it comes down to when Werner's not scoring, Werner stinks. And so I just want it to be that we have players, especially up front, because I feel like up front, we don't have the quality that we should have. Defence, uh, under two call, listen, we're Gucci. Even on the Lampard for a part of last season was Gucci. Midfield, I don't have to I don't have to talk too much. Attack, it's a lot of conversations. That's what Chessy Owlpod is. Just us kind of complaining about our attack most of the time. So in terms of fixing that, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's not make the same mistake. Let's not get a player where if they're not scoring, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's going to be tough to watch because not only are they not scoring, but they're not really added to attack. Now, Lukaku, I looked at assists last season and last season particularly, his assist was looking good. But we know that Lukaku in the Premier League specifically, and I know that a lot of people talk about his weight and I'm going a little bit of ramp, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. 
but just in general, in terms of his touch, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and I've been promised this new Lukaku that sold out his touch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but I've heard that so many times about Lukaku from when he was 16. Uh, again, my age comes into it, but I was older than him at 16. You know what I'm saying? I saw him when he was 16, and they were saying, "Yeah, he's 16, but he's, um, he's got more touch, but it's going to improve." Then we bought him at 18, two years after that, and he was like, "Yeah, he's still got a real touch, but it's going to improve." And from the beginning, I was saying sometimes. You know, this is part, like, I just looked, from what I saw, I was like, this is going to be part of his game for the majority of his career. Now, the only thing is, Didier Drogba, I always thought that he was kind of rough, and then towards the end of his career, it just cemented. I haven't really seen that that often. So, I always said from the beginning, Lukaku seems mentally like, like one of those players like a Gary Neville that is just on it, like a Lampard, like someone that's going to stay behind and train. When he was in the Premier League, he watched every single game he'd get sent to him every single game to study. Everybody's seen that video with him talking to Carragher, and you can see that I think Lukaku will be an amazing manager, and I think he might go into it. I think he's so intelligent. That's why that, that girl, Mina Rizutsky, I still go at her, and it's not a sexist thing. It was just the worst call ever when he said that he's not in, he lacks intelligence, where Morata has intelligence, and I just couldn't understand it because, to me, Lukaku's intelligent. So I've never been able to write him off fully just because I always believe if you have the mentality and you kind of, have the intelligence, you can improve. Like Lampard went from caterpillar to butterfly because he was always working on his game, constantly thinking about his game, constantly thinking about improvement. I've seen it with Nedved, seen it with people like Gary Neville who started as a centre-back but too short. So he had to learn on the job to be a right-back. And then he just learned how to be like, obviously he didn't have the physical ability to get up and down, but he just learned it. And I saw that in Lukaku from early, but I also saw a bad touch. And so when he was linked with us, the first time around, I wanted Murata over him. Not because I thought Morata was a better buyer. I always thought Morata was the worst buyer. But I was thinking, again, Lukaku will do a decent job, but I think we can get better. And the issue is when you get someone that does a decent job, that means you keep them. Whereas I was thinking, okay, cool. If we get Morata, at least he'll stink it out so much that we'll sell him and then hopefully we'll get someone that is better. That didn't happen. And we've been cycling through players. And whether it's that they just didn't have the chance or, you know, they've been shit, now we're back at Lukaku. And so I didn't want Lukaku because I was really hoping for all this time, it's like, let's just get someone elite. But someone elite doesn't always come along. Now, we heard this morning that Lewandowski apparently wants to leave Bayern Munich. Now, Lewandowski, I know people treat him to like a Werner and a Haaland, but again, it's the German league, so it might not translate. I know the Champions League too, but when it comes down to it, Bayern Munich, you're surrounded with good players. So Lewandowski wants to go. Lewandowski technically looks excellent, even off like. He might not be physically like uh, Lukaku, but technically he's excellent. Um, so someone like that, but then he's like 110 million for a 33-year-old. But when, when it comes down to it, I think where my mind changed is when Tuchel kind of explained, I want someone with the profile to hold the ball up with their back to goal. And Lukaku historically has said himself, people make a misconception that I'm a player that plays with my back to goal, but I'm a channel guy. So when he said that, I was like, so why are you doing Lukaku? But obviously everyone, you know, listen, shout out to Shemi, shout out to Freemium, listen to the Patreon. Everyone says uh, that Conte worked with him, he's back to goal. Lukaku said it himself too. So now Lukaku's confident that he can do both, both roles. But also Lukaku, you just look at him, he's very, uh, he's in shape. He reminds me of me before lockdown. Do you know what I'm saying? He's in shape. Um, and uh, I just feel like mentally... Do you know, like when we won the Champions League and it just felt right because everything was kind of pointing to that it makes sense. Like it kind of makes sense too. 
Um, everything seems to kind of make sense. Like Drogba's given the thumbs up. Um, do you know what I'm saying? He was supposed to be the new Drogba, just the same way Mount was supposed to be the new Lampard, etc. Obviously, we don't need the new Terry, so Rice can chill. But everything seems to make sense. He's coming back. He seems wiser. Do you know what I'm saying? He's already dealt with, he's already dealt with people like me. I can't lie. I created Lukaku first touch watch. Slandering him when he was at Man United. I was gonna say that. I remember. I remember that, Dan. I was the one I created it. <laughs> it was you. And, hey, it's come full circle. So I created a lot. Of... Come back and bite your ass. But you know what it is? I created a lot of hashtags. I called them bash tags back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But what I'd say is this: his first touch was horrible. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? But we had Werner, and when we got Werner, I said it. I said this guy's first touch is worse than Lukaku's. And I've seen it, it's, it's, it's worse. And I feel like Werner, I've always kind of, I was interested to see how we treat Werner because I was thinking, this guy, you know, he's missing chances. Oh, uh, a first touch worse than Lukaku, how would they treat him? And I think people still kind of give him, you know, they're not really that harsh on him compared to Lukaku. Lukaku got it so harsh with, again, from our corner of Twitter, so I can't even call it a racist thing. We, we was the one that kind of superimposed the Levi jeans and the Timberlands on him. Um, but the thing is with Lukaku, what I'd say is this. Everyone says proven goal score. We had a debate on another podcast. I can't remember what the name was it, but me and Babs went back and forth about the proven goal score thing. I don't think that goal, goals-wise, I don't think he had a great season in terms of just non-penalty goals. I don't mess with the whole kind of all-round goals thing. I'm always non-penalty goals. And I think he had a similar season than, that he usually has. Now, if he has that type of season at Chelsea, it's an improvement on Werner, but the bar is so low because Werner scored six goals in 29 starts. So for me... I would have gone for, I would have gambled because I kind of fancy myself kind of unearthing good talents. And I've seen us from back in the day go for a Torres because we wanted someone proven and someone that was around about 27, 28 at the top of their game. Um, and I think that's what Lukaku is. But I've always liked to, oh, actually, Aguero is available. He's young and up and coming. He's off, like, even outside of possession. He's sick. Do you know what I'm saying? This is going to be someone that will kill and, and destroy. Um, and so... The, the only thing was with Lukaku is Lukaku has shown before at West Brom and at Everton that he scored at a ridiculous rate. And, and if you actually do the analysis and shout out to, I think it was either Babs or Meads or both, on that pod that we did where me and Meads was going back and forth and Babs was enjoying it like a freak with popcorn in the background. Um, in that pod, I learned something. And I learned that actually when you compare Kane and Lukaku's record, there's not much between them. And I just have to be honest. So as much as anyone calls Kane world class, He's had two or three really good seasons and the rest have been kind of mediocre to subpar. It's just penalties that are supplemented it. So when it comes down to it, beggars can't be choosers. And whenever a player comes here, I didn't really want Werner when he came. I had to get fully behind it. Lukaku, I was fully behind it just because he can't, came. Can't. And until you mess up in a Chelsea shirt, because like even Bakayoko, I didn't want him. As soon as he comes, I wipe the slate clean. And then I'll wait for you to, to, to let me know in a Chelsea shirt you're going to be bad and I'm on you. So I was already at that point. And then I started to see the propaganda from the Chelsea FC team on the Twitter. And I was like, yo, this is what the Chelsea Chelsea media machine would be proud of that type of stuff. It convinced me the story. They're dropping clips. They're dropping clips. Oh, and I was thinking, just yeah, just quickly uh, rounding up, they was dropping clips. And um, I was thinking, yeah, it's going to be corny, but actually it just, it convinced me. So yeah, I'm, I'm fully behind the Lukaku thing. Let's, let's hope he does well. Uh, sorry for all of that. I'm going to take a rest. Yeah, go, wait, what were we going to say, Shami? Sorry. 
I was just saying that um, on, on, on the media thing that um, Chelsea FC account or Jesse I was Big Brothers in terms of the, the media machine thing because they were going ham like they were going real ham so now, now I know where Dan and Gogo are <laughs> okay 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 I got you now I got you now but yeah um, I mean it is pretty it is pretty um, entertaining it's pretty entertaining because I, I do think that a lot of the propaganda they're putting out right now is it's almost like it's like a a fairy tale type thing of like you know, you know he was he was here, you know he went away, you know he, he got better, he put his reps in, and now he's back and better. But other, other than that, in terms of our transfer news, it does seem as though um there's been more um talks with, with Chowmany. You know I, I don't know if you guys saw the um, the links this morning. They did come out, and it looks as though Chelsea are actually trying to um get something sorted out there. And you know we had that um well I don't know if it was sorry me Ben and um Sam had that conversation a couple of weeks ago in the pod where we spoke about. Our midfield depth and um, whether we, wherever we felt we need an extra midfielder there. Whereas, personally, for me, I don't think we, I, I still don't think we need a fourth midfielder specifically. I don't really believe in like having like a fourth choice of anything because, like, it, it's, it's basically just saying that you're going to be on the bench. And, like, I, I doubt any young players going to want to do that. But with um, those links coming out, I just want to get you guys' thoughts on like what, what you felt of the player and if you guys would be happy to have him at Chelsea. Jimmy, over to you, bro. Um, unfortunately, I haven't watched Chowmany. I don't know um, much about him, but I'm kind of with you on the whole um, fourth and fifth midfielder thing because obviously people seem to forget that Rubens, Rubens actually with the squad. So we've got four midfielders right now. And um, one thing about one thing about Jorginho and Kovacic is that um, they, they hardly get injured, really. I think they only really miss games off suspensions. Um, so like they're pretty present. Um, I know Kante gets these nickels here and there, but even he's overcome his um his little period where he was getting loads of injuries. So um I feel like them three are gonna be pretty present, touch wood. Um so yeah, like the whole I I don't I don't think there's doesn't this I don't think we need like, an, an extra body in there personally. Um I just feel like an extra body coming in they they just won't play as much. Or is either they won't play as much or Ruben, that's 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 his cue to just go out the door basically. So yeah, personally, I'm happy with the four that we have now. And um, because they're because Kovacic, Jorginho, especially, are pretty ever present, um, like it kind of like for me pushes the need for another midfielder out of the door, personally. But yeah, my, my two, my two cents on it, sure, many. I think I don't watch League R, I'd love to have a tactical opinion on him. I've seen some YouTube, but I think with midfielders, it's a bit more difficult. Because I feel like you have to watch them consistently to really talk with them on them. Um, and so I've, I've, a lot of people love him. And a lot of people, they see the graphs and they're saying, look, him, Kante. So I think maybe, I don't know, I don't really want to assume on their behalf, but maybe a lot of people, that kind of graph convinced them. And they're just, they're seeing Kante and that Kante needs to rest. And therefore, uh, we need someone to back him up. And Kante is getting injuries and therefore get the sure many guy. Uh, what Shemi said, uh, yeah, 100% Ruben's there, but then half of it is like, oh, like you haven't really played that much. Do you really want to come in and be fourth midfielder? Like, really and truly, you've just had the season of regular football. You want to do that kind of weakest link thing and be like, bank, do you know what I'm saying? Let's go another season somewhere and let's build on that. Let's not reset to zero, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so for Ruben, as much as it's tough, because like in preseason, he showed us some things and it's like, yeah, it can work. But at the same time, if he can find somewhere like a Lazio, and they, I don't know Lazio's situation because 
him moving somewhere and then not getting um, regular starts doesn't make any sense. But if he can find somewhere, especially under a manager like Asari, that made him play, play his best football for, I'm like, Ruben's probably not listening, but if you are, bro, you need to go to Lazio. Do you know what I'm saying? Because um, it's not fun being the fourth choice. And I think we're sure many, um, I don't know that much about him, but I'd, put, I'd be more comfortable with him, fourth choice, because he's already got like regular football under his belt more than one season. Do you know what I'm saying? And when it comes down to it, those three midfielders are older. So to have someone younger in there makes sense to me. Ampadu, um, obviously he played in Sheffield United. I wouldn't be that mad, Ampadu, fourth choice again. But I, like with Loftus, like I get it. I get the pull and it could work out. But I, I just think that he should try and go for regular football. That's just me. But we're also, we, we, I think we've got fourth guy on now. Have we got fourth guy on? Hey, I don't know what happened, man. It's like, man, just rushed the stage. You just came in out of nowhere. Jeez. Who we got right, today? Listen, listen, boys, yeah. I'm hearing names like Tasmanian or Twerculator, whatever that French youth's name is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give it Cobham. Yeah, give it, give it La Cobham. You yeah. want to keep it always... Cobham, yeah? Yeah, man. There's always a youth coming out of Cobham, yeah. Yeah, whether it's even Ampadu, he's been on some bad loans for me, but I've always someone that had stocks in him from time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you look at his Welsh performances, minus that silly one he had at the Euros, but generally, when he's played in a 2 and a 4 2 three, one for Wales, he's looked quite mm-hmm. sick. Like, looked completely different to what he looks like at club level. And obviously, that fourth-choice option means that even if he's, you know, going on this... Um, even if his trajectory is not what it was before... He's in a role where it doesn't matter too much. And we can kind of test out between him and him and Trevor, whether Trevor's not going to start all the time at centre-back. He can come and fill in in yeah. midfield as well. Ruben Remontada potentially as well in the midfield because, mm. um, you know, they haven't sorted out whether he's going to go on loan or not. We don't know what he's trying to do. But it's the type of role where you don't have to necessarily have one particular guy, although it would be nice, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm glad now that, um, you know, from what we get from mainstream media, at least, it doesn't look like we're trying to buy anyone for that role in it because I don't think it's so important that you need to buy someone, especially with an academy like ours. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I think I like about Ben is Ben will just come on and give me two different names. Ruben Romantada, keep it cover. Those are two Aye. names for the Listen, brother. <laughs> They know me. King keep of Brandon. Flowing. King of Brandon. Keep flowing. All right. Fair enough, man. And, and since I'm still at you, Ben, I'm going, I'm going to come back again. I'm going to ask you. So it does seem as though, you know, th- these these Kunde leagues, they don't seem to be going away. So what do you what do you think about Kunde? Do you think we, it'll be a good signing? Do you think Listen, it's, it's, it's good future future squad planning? Or, 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 or you know, are you are you still on your keep, keep it covered problem type flow? Ah, you know what it is, yeah. With me, I don't mind Kunde only because, listen, like Zuma, for example, um, I, I I always appreciate certain players when they do well, but still know their limitations in it. Like, what are you I'm saying? Not, so you appreciate them when they do well, but you want to put them in the mud when they're, they're not doing well. I'm is not going to say, want to put them in the mud. Maybe some light grass, you know, some astral turf. You know what I'm trying to say, but not the full on mud in it. Like I feel like to a certain extent, yeah. If you know what a player is like and you know the things that they're. Um, maybe not cap- capable of doing sound bad in it, but you know a player's profile, you know where they're on. When they eventually do um, what you know that they might do, you can kind of only look at yourself, if that makes sense. So with Zuma, I rate him, especially on recovery, if that makes sense. But I don't necessarily rate his reading the ball too highly and his ability on the ball too highly. And I feel like 
as much as he's really he's really been good, especially since Tuchel's come in, he can also he hasn't shown it recently, and, I, and one can only hope is behind him. But a part of me still feels like he can just do something mad at any second in it. Like I remember the other day when it was him, um, um, him, Rudiger, and um, Trevor. I was hoping to God he wasn't the one playing in the middle, and it, it was fine because he wasn't tested on that. But Trevor, for example, I feel like is the be- is um would definitely be the most comfortable in that middle. But Trevor and Rudiger, I really rate in terms of reading the game and their ability on the ball. So. If just generally we're looking at upgrades, we know that Aspel Equator playing that centre back role. Um, of course he does his thing, but is that a thing where we're looking really looking at it, that's going to be long term? This is what's going to be happening, type of thing. It's the same with Reese James, even now where it feels like um Aspie might come on and play wing back. He alternatively he might play centre back in on another day and James might play wing back. I feel like we're getting to the point where we need to have things not um pigeonholed, um, not everyone pigeonholed, but we need to have certain things in place where it's like this is your role this is your role this is the type of thing this is your role long term and we're banking on you being off the guy for the future if that makes sense in a certain position so I feel like Kunde allows us to do that and it doesn't you know encompass all this moving about and all these kind of things like that like I feel like I feel like when Conte was here and it was Aspie, um, David Luiz and Kate Hill. Everyone knew their role and everyone was suited very much to the role that they were playing. As, as And I'm not just talking about, oh, these are the three centre-backs and they just play in any order. It was, they were so suited to the roles that they specifically played in the back three, right side, middle and, and left side, if that makes sense. So I feel like Kunde definitely does allow us to do that in terms of if he comes in. And obviously we'd have to swap out, you know, stuff in terms of with the, the centre-backs we have at the club already. But... I want Trevor to play in midfield as well, innit? I feel like that's his best position as a DM, even though, of course, he can play centre-back very well as well. So, and, and that allows Trevor to do that. So, yeah, we'll have to see, though, innit? Yeah, and I much prefer your pronunciation of Kunde, then. Uh, but over to you, Fabs. <laughs> wait, wait, how are men doing pronouncing Kunde? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We can move on. We can move on. But oh, I'm so finished. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, go, going back on to um, last week's picture in the Crystal Palace game, it was a nice 3 0 win, you know, um, brightened up by the Chalaba goal. You know, that was a really good moment for him to see. And I'm going to come over to you, um, Shem, because I know you like the game. So I wanted to get your opinion on, on that game and um, how you thought it played out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good game. Um, from the lads. First of all, it was it was nice being back at the bridge. The atmosphere was banging. Um, and it was nice witnessing Trevor's moment um, live in the flesh. But yeah, um, as a team, it was a really, really good game. Um, I felt Jorginho was absolutely amazing. Um, because I, I think I said this in the picture already, but because I sat in a high stand, I was able to kind of get a nice bird's eye view of everyone. And watching Jorginho's, um, his passing performance especially, was just amazing. Watching him dictate the midfield, it was, it was superb. So, um, yeah, I think um, Palace were really, really poor, so they didn't test us um, going backwards. Um, I thought we controlled the game from start to finish. Um, Alonso has started the season really, really well, which is which is good for the team, but I know a lot of us are, are we kind of went about, so it's a bit like, it's, it's a conflict. It's a, it's a real conflict of interest. But um, yeah, he was he was getting up and down um, really, really well. Um, Aspi as well was taking up the positions. I felt, I felt the attack was a bit, um, it was, yeah, it was, the attack wasn't the best, if I'm going to be honest. I felt... Say, say um, how you feel, Shami. Yeah, say yeah, how you feel. Let, 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 so, let the clip on wine, man. Yeah, so obviously Werner, Werner was making really good runs in behind, but um, a lot of the time when, when he got, when he received the ball, like running onto it, 
um, his decision making was really rash or um, he just wasn't technically there. Um, he snatched out a few shots, which went really, really wide. And um, yeah, it, it was it was just a typical run performance. And I thought um, Pulisic didn't look after the ball, look after the ball too well, um, which is something that I've, I've I've kind of noticed in his game, um, especially over the past like I'd say the past season, um, up until now. Um, he's like he gets dispossessed quite easily, which was which was frustrating. So things were kind of breaking down. Um, Mount was trying his best to come in and link play, which he was doing quite well. Um, but yeah, man, we got we got the breakthrough for an amazing set piece. Um, and then from there, like we just we just took over. So yeah, it was a, it was a really really good commanding performance. But there's still a bit of work to be done, kind of in the in the forward areas. And I expect um, Lukaku and Havertz when they when they come in, um, in back into the team, um, I expect that's kind of um, sort itself out. But um, yeah, overall solid start to to the season. Yeah, well, can, can, well I, can I just though. ask a quick question? Yeah, just obviously to everyone in it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, yeah. Feb Shemi raised a good points about the front three and that. Mm. Um, what front three, does, does anyone feel like when we've been playing the front threes, we're not necessarily playing personnel that necessarily suit each other's game, if that makes sense? And if so, if, if, if you do agree with that, I, I don't, what I don't, front threes would you put together um, in terms of profile-wise, if that makes sense, that makes sense and suit each other? Ben, you want to set us up for a mount debate? I'm not doing it. Um, I'm so not doing that. That wasn't even what I was trying to do. Mount's even my right, guy cool. as well. Like, but, right, like, cool. I, I, I just feel like, I, I feel like we're not necessarily, like, I, I agree with what um, Shem said in it, and Pulisic is even my boy as well in it. As, but hey, at listen, the same Pulisic time, and Vernon, they cannot play together. They cannot play together, man. Yeah, yeah. Mention my boy's name in the same name. As as I like that. Hey, listen, Ben, man. They're two of the exact same time. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Babs, I'm sorry to break it to you, but hey, Babs, look. Bab, serious consequences. Consequences. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I use my boy's name, yeah. But yeah, no. Hey, Jenny... hey, hey, Ben. Ben, talk Yo. to me about Pulisic. You, you've been one of the biggest fans. I know Shemi, like, do you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. not as much as you, but you've been like the biggest proponent for, for Pulisic. Yeah. So how are you feeling about your boy now? You know, the thing is, yeah, I feel like when you know a player, yeah, and this is what I always say in terms of managers, and I think I just said something similar about Zuma in terms of when you know a player, you have to put them in situations where they're going to do well. You guys have seen me say in the group chat, for example, and I know he didn't play on the right this weekend, but I've constantly said that I don't think it makes sense playing him on the right. It literally, in terms of his effectiveness, what does the guy struggle at? Releasing the ball on time, right? And oh. funny enough, actually, with a lot of players, you know, they simplify their game when they go on the same side as their stronger foot. And to be fair, he's had a quite decent, he's had quite a few um, important assists from that right side. However, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a certain way to match players up based mm -hmm. on their profile. If Pulisic is going to come in from the left, for example, and do a lot of dribbling, you can't have a lot of guys that are going to occupy that central area because there's already a lot of defenders in that area as it is. Mm -hmm. And the more players that you put there as an attacking team, the more defenders they can afford to put there as well. So a lot of time, you look at what Pulisic does, he doesn't have a problem beating the first man, doesn't have a problem beating the second man. It's just when he man carries on going, either hasn't released the ball or there's now a yeah, third man you, or they've you're crowded gonna have, you're him out. You have to remind me what the last time he bet beat either one man was because hey, he's, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking scary for your boy. Just last weekend. He also, did it multiple also, times just last weekend. You know, also, I think we got sorry, about three sorry, or four. Now, I think we got about three or four free kicks on the edge of the box here alone that was literally just him. I think there was one in particular where he beat two guys and he took him down and he, and he, and he fell on the ball as well. You that Ben ride for Pulisic. Shemi, I think what I was going to say is that Pulisic has played a lot of football on the left. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was just kind of because obviously your point was about him playing from the right. 
but he's played. Mm. A yeah, lot no, no, no. It was two there. different points, isn't it? It was two different points. Okay. I think the, the first one was about playing on the right in terms of my general point is about knowing players' profiles and putting them in the best position to do them well. Um, um, to do well is that if that makes sense positionally and with who they're playing with. So, so the first one was about him playing on the right and and how much sense it makes to yeah. And the second one was even playing him on the left. You have to know who you're playing him with if that makes sense. So he played with Mount. Mount is um in that front three type of thing. He doesn't like no one likes to be on the right apart from Ziyech really or, or Havertz. Havertz drifts there too. But no matter who we play especially when it's like a position and Mount, Mount just ends up in the middle anyways or coming over to the left side. So it's like with all of these players, I've long said all of our players are talented. They've all got skill. They've all got, you know, the skill The skill level is high, but mm. the situations, they're not so gifted that you could just throw them out anyhow. The situations you, have to make sense. Are you, are you doing a lot because it's your way? Because to me... Yeah, no, genuinely, right now, genuinely. Yeah, I'll criticise like, him. You might know. You might know I'll still criticise him, innit? Hey, like, I, 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 I don't know anything but what I know. Don't, yeah, don't, don't tell me what I know. Hey, don't Bro, tell I was criticising him. I was criticising him just last weekend, yeah? My whole point with hey, him so is he doesn't know where to release the ball sometimes. Okay. All right, cool. So, in terms of... I just want to quickly say, Pulisic and Mount, I think they've played a lot of good games together. So, just your point, just to kind of get, get it right. Yeah. I'm saying that they only work well together when Pulisic is on the left. No, no. So what I'm saying, um, first of all, is that it actually when they play together as well, a lot of the time Pulisic just end up playing on the right and Mount on the left. I don't think Pulisic... So, for example, we talk about Cho and Pulisic, and I don't want to raise that debate again. I keep... Let me say now for all you listeners that I know are on that, I'm not raising no debate right here, really. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at them two, for example, of course, Cow is better on the left, but I think he's very, very, very effective on the right too, like like mm-hmm. close to his level on the left, right? Or, or you know what I'm trying to say? Some people might even feel this even. But Pulisic, hey, for ben, example, I, I feel what like saying, but... No, I feel like... What's who, who invited Ben on, on this pod? Hey, No listen, one invited man. me. This, <laughs> this, 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 this <laughs> later on the pod. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Listen, man, 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 listen, man gate crashed the thing. Man had a <laughs> bottle in it, yeah? So the, 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 girl, the girl on the front, she let me in, innit? You know them words? Yeah. yeah. So what I'm trying to say, basically, is that... um. Even on the right, right, Cowell can play either side, for example, and have a yeah. very similar level of effectiveness, whereas Pulisic is not the same, especially with the, with the dribble. He might, funny enough, it's so weird because I feel like he might not play as well, but might put a number on the board when he plays on the right. But overall mm-hmm. game is way better on the left. And what I'm saying about him and Mount is that Mount likes to occupy central areas mm-hmm. that Pulisic is already driving into. And Pulisic already commits how many defenders... So if we talk about, for example, stretching the pitch, if a man is coming in from the left, you don't want a guy just casually waiting in the 10 spot, do you? You want him stretching the pitch so there's less defenders on that guy that's driving in. Because what I saw a lot of the time against Palace, for example, and he actually earned a lot of fouls. If you look at the stats, he got fouled quite a bit against Palace as well. Mm -hmm. There's times when he's beat the first man, beat the second man. Hey, Ben, are we talking about a winger here or or, or wide receiver? Bro, bro, nah, nah, nah. What's what's going on now? Nah, bro, bro, let me finish. Agendas aside, I'm actually explaining, you know, something genuine here, innit, when it comes to Pulisic. Because I feel like part of it, of course, is to do with the fact that my man doesn't want to flip and release the ball at times. It frustrates me, and that's even my boy, but it frustrates me too. And at the same time, I always say with a lot of these players, and I'll say the same thing about Ziyech, same thing about Cho, same thing about Havertz, Player, player profile-wise and how these guys like to play. You have to play them in situations that make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, like um, even Ziyech, we, we know the, the, um, the um, positions that Ziyech likes to um, occupy on that, like right half space or sometimes coming off the, right, off the right inwards, if that makes sense. It doesn't make sense if you've already got someone just chilling in that 10 spot, for example, because not only are they in the player's way some of the time, mm-hmm. but the defender is also there as well. And that's not necessarily, of course, it's the, play, the player can move, but mm-hmm. however, 
you want all these guys to play their natural organic game. So it's up to the manager, I think, to make pairings that make sense and suit each other's okay. game, if that makes all right, sense. All right, Ben. Okay. I was waiting for you to land the point. And yeah, you, yeah. You did land it. You did land it. You did land it. I think... Are you, what, are you saying that it's too cool? Um, yeah, but it's not like... like I can say that without it being this mad criticism of anything yeah. like that. This is just yeah. there's always areas to improve. If that of course, sense. my yeah. my thing is just before I hand it back over to Babs. My thing is I think if there's like Tuchel's really good at that in terms of spacing the attacking players. Um, that's why he. I think that's one of the reasons why he keeps hearts in that wing back because he knows that yeah, like the wide areas. And I think that he usually has it so that there's two players obviously around the striker. So. I think with Pulisic and Mount, yeah, both of them love the central areas, but I don't see the issue because I've seen Pulisic and Mount play really well together. But yeah, um, we can we can move on from that. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on Pulisic because you were saying that as our light and all that type of stuff. Oh yeah, listen, that's still listen. Don't okay. don't get it twisted. We're still rising, but you know what? When Pulisic starts using his bum, yeah, yeah. my, 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 my guy, my guy Hazard was playing with Alonso. I didn't hear no. Hey, 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 cut Ben's mic. Cut, cut Ben's mic. Hey, hey, ben, hey, hey, listen, 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 when he starts using his bum, pause. Like, you know when Yaya oh, said, yeah, yeah. man, man are using their bum, innit? Yeah. Yo, this is the excuse that he's got to now. He's getting to the bum. No, no, no. You know the thing is, all, all jokes aside, yeah, he's actually really good at dribbling. His problem is, it's so weird, yeah. A man will be able to beat the ball, beat people, but at the same time, not necessarily fend people off, which Hazard was sick at both, if that makes sense. Pulisic will take it past the man, take it past the second man. And right. then, now you're surrounded. All right, ben, bro, ben, use your body. I'll hold you. you. We ain't got much yeah. time. It's just Jesse Hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not Pulisic Hour, man. You know that yeah. one, but they were sending for my boy, innit? You know, they tried to massacre my boy. You know that <laughs> Don't one. Don't worry, man. There'll, there'll be plenty of time to, 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 uh, hey, to come yeah, for yeah, your yeah. boy. Don't, don't hey, worry listen, about that. Yeah, that. I keep that thing on me, innit? So you lot be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, so this Sunday we've got another, we've got a massive game, you know, against Arsenal. Yeah, but it's like had the best of records against them in our, in our last five games. I don't think we've actually beaten them once, which is quite um scary. And again, you know, guys, don't forget, live show, get your tickets, get down to Dalston. And yeah, so um, I'm supposed to get you guys' opinion on that game. So how confident are we feeling? First of all, I'm going to start with you, Dan. How confident are you feeling about that game? I, I don't know, man. I feel like Arsenal have some sort of hoodoo against us recently. And I don't know, I, like even with Tuchel, we wasn't able to shake it. So when it comes down to it, because they've lost their first game of the season two, I'm not necessarily saying... We, will lose, but they're going to be super defensive. And I feel like, I remember back in the last season, we was doing a preview, and I said I was worried about the Arsenal game, and everyone was like, no, you're not going to be worried, we're shit, you're good, etc. He's beating all these big managers. But it's because Arteta is going to take the approach of a team that is inferior to us, and you see how we are against teams when they're inferior to us. I think with Chelsea, um, the way that our attack has been built, um, we work better against big teams because... It's a lot of people that run around, and that's in no shots, <laughs> but it's a lot of people that run around with the work ethic, et cetera, et cetera. So when we're playing against teams that like to play out and that, you know what I'm saying, they're more adventurous, we can win the ball high up and then we can counter. We've seen it with Kante, Real Madrid, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like when you look at our attack and we're playing against teams that sit back, how many players do we have with ingenuity? How many players that create quality chances are there that I'm confident that we can unlock a team that is going to be resolute and that's going to be sitting back. And that's what Arteta is going to do. And so I can't be that confident going into the season just off the back of last season. Like I said, 
we was expecting to beat Arsenal. And I know, obviously, Jorginho made that mistake and that was part of it. But I just feel like, um, I'm not saying that we, we can't win or whatever, but I'm just saying it's not going to be a, a, like, I'd rather play a team that is going to be a bit more adventurous and, and play. Um, because I don't like us when we play against, like, even the last game, Crystal Palace, I think Shemi mentioned it, until the free kick, it was a little bit, uh, do you know what I'm saying? Um, it didn't open up and we're just going to have to hope that we score the first goal so that maybe they can come out and play a bit more because I'm, at this point, I'm still not confident. Now, obviously, Lukaku is one of those players that have been brought in to kind of help us in this situation because Lukaku can shoot from range a bit more, like from the edge of the box, he can cut in and do that thing where he just, you know, um, at least like he, he keeps them lower and to the corner, but it's got power in it. And plus he's kind of big and you know what I'm saying? Um, so maybe he can help us break down, but I just feel like that one player, I don't necessarily think changes the side and it changes the style. And it also kind of depends on who he picks um, in that front, because I know Ziyech was training, but it's going to be too, it's going to be too close for him. But yeah, I, I, I can't say that I'm super, super confident, but at the same time, we're better than Arsenal. So yeah. Fair enough. What about you, Shemi? So Dan did mention the fact that Ziyech is back from um, his injury. And you also mentioned about how you weren't really excited about the attack. So I want to get the question. I want to ask you a question. So Shemi, what kind of attack would you want to see against Arsenal that you feel that could really unlock their defence? I mean, it's not exactly going to be hard to lock, unlock the defence, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I know what you mean, bro. Yeah, so um, I think I think it's too soon for Ziyech. Um, I think he'll probably make the bench. Um, so in that case, um, what I expect to see and what I want to see is um, a, a front two of Havertz and Lukaku um, with either Mount, I, I, yeah, with probably Mount next to them. Uh, but I think you'll probably play Pulisic because Pulisic scored last week. Oh no, Pulisic's injured, right? I think he got injured. He, apparently he didn't train. in the, yeah, is he? I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on yeah, that way. Apparently, boy, I heard some whispers that, that Pulisic didn't train in, the, um, in that open session. So Maybe. let's say so let's say Pulisic is unavailable. I Maybe. think um, I want um, the front two to be Lukaku, Havertz and then Mount um, with them. If not Mount, then Hudson and Doyle. Um, and I think it, I, I'm, I'm with Dan in the sense that, you know, We've had a mad huge against Arsenal recently, and I'm and it doesn't make this game cut and dry. No matter how poor Arsenal, um, whatever form Arsenal are in, whenever we face them, we always seem to make them look good. Um, but in this sense, in, in in this particular game, I'm pretty confident we'll win. Um, simply because I think um, just the quality we have, we have it's coming back in. Um, we just have so many runners off the ball. Um, I think the link play that we'll be able to to um, create um, in the final third with those two, because um, they just lose so much quality, will be um, enough, and we'll kind of just overpower them in the end. Um, and Arsenal defensively are just so poor. Like, they're just really, really poor. Um, we saw um, in the first game of the season against Brentford, um, when, when they came under immense pre press from Brentford, they really, really struggled. And um, Tuchel's counter-press, the way he's got us um, moving, um, if we can press them really hard up the pitch, force errors, um, force them into situations where they give away the ball, I think we can hurt them and we can punish them devastatingly. With We saw the way Kai finished his goal um, in the preseason against Arsenal. Um, Tammy as well when he capitalised off the mistakes so I feel like if we can press them into those errors um, force them high at the pitch um, we, can, we can punish them um, and I also think Tuchel's got to be adventurous in the same way he was in the preseason game the preseason game against Arsenal um, the lineup was very very attacking and I feel like he's got to be a, a little bit similar um, in this game because as Daniel said they just lost their first game they're going to be a bit conservative so yeah if we do that um, I, I'm quite confident we'll win the game but it's not it's not straightforward because we always make Arsenal look good yeah, it does seem a bit worrying. So I'm going to ask you, Andrew. So what what would you what would you be your score prediction for that game? Me, my score prediction will be two 0 Chelsea. 
Confident, confident, confident. And Ben, I'm going to come over to you. So how, how are you feeling with that game? Um, I'm a bit like um, both of the boys. I'm, uh, oh, I know we're better than them, but that doesn't mean anything in these kind of games. Um, and I think um, they, they're just on shithousery when they play us. And they're allowed to be because of their situation and where they are as a club. No one can begrudge them for coming to play us and just sitting back, essentially. And, it, you know, um, I guess normal teams, mid-table teams, make it. I, I try to make it as hard as they can sitting back, if that makes sense. But it is different Burnley doing that, for example, than um, an Arsenal who, in the mud as they are, still have some quality players, if that makes sense. It's, it's completely different because the, the threat is different, if that makes sense. So, um, I, I'm... Obviously, I'm way more confident that we'd win than we'd lose, but I'm not totally confident that we're going to go there and just smash them because shithousery seems to happen when it comes to them, and Arteta especially in, in this game. I think Cal has mm, to start... Ben, Sharice is saying you're sounding a bit scared. What, what's going on? No, no, I'm not sounding... I'm, I'm not scared in it, but I just know I'm well aware that nonsense can happen against these men in that. Like, so, um, yeah, now I'm not mad confident of a, of a, of a win, but I am decently confident of a win all being normal my thing is that <laughs> normal things don't seem to happen when we play these man in it yeah in recent times in it all so, being so, normal so you're, you're, you're not confident but you're confident when it comes to ben you're not gonna get a straight answer i, I promise you, you might know this man like you know <laughs> what i mean like but yeah now i'd say cow has to start a wing back because i remember the last time we played them in particular the amount of men they had back was a shame to football like it was a disgrace and there was literally no space. Like, there was points when it was like, it's like they did what Atletico tried to do against us, but they did it properly in terms of how many men they had back and across the line. There was no space anywhere. So even just having someone that they might fear and potentially double up on on their side allows more space inside for someone else. And, and obviously, subsequently, more space across the pitch for everyone else as well. So it's obviously a game where the wing-backs are going to be high as well. I don't even think they're going to try and be as as adventurous as they were trying to play out, for example, all this kind of stuff against um, us in the preseason game. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be more than content to just sit back. So I think we need to get a lot of tackles on the pitch, like Shemi said, and yeah, and then see what we can see what we can do. And piggybacking off your point on hudson Adoy, for some reason against Arsenal, we saw it from the first preseason game and ever since he's played them since. Yeah, I don't he think loves he has had one bad game. He's had yeah. really good. Loves Most it. of the hey, are you sure you had one bad Arsenal. game? Well, sure? No, nah, not against Arsenal. Maybe if you just... get that, that last season cameo. Which one? Didn't he, didn't he assist that day as well, though? No, I'm talking about the one at the bridge, the, the cameo last season. He, he, that was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he was. I think nah, he was. I don't even remember. Good. Which game I was that? What, the two one, the Arsenal, uh, the two one that Tammy scored with William. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the one nil, the um, the Jorginho, um, the Jorginho back pass. He he was bad that game. Oh, maybe that was one, but it's one out of like seven or eight. Like he's done. Yeah, and that game won a normal game as well. Yeah. But thanks, yeah, but thanks, I, I, I definitely agree with what Dan said. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. So guys, don't forget, you know, Ben, Shemi, myself, probably after the game, we'll, we will be there at um, the live show. So make sure you guys head over there. You know, if you guys want to be bowing on us or dunking on touchy greeners with us. God for, yeah. Hey, listen, man, the tickets are there. You'll get a free drink hey, and entry. We'll see you there. Don't bow on Babs. Babs is six foot seven and bangs Jim. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I need hey. to see. I can't lie. All I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know how, obviously, Dan... I don't know how you pattern the, the bar spending and that kind of stuff in it, but just know if Arsenal lose the bar, they're in for a good day. You know them <laughs> ones there. You know when the accounts yes. are accounting from. You know them. Hey, listeners, you heard that there. Drink some Ben. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
But yeah, uh, into the next part of the show, we're going to cover the UEFA awards. So you, as we've all seen, you know, it looks as though, well, it doesn't even look as though, it's been confirmed that Tuchel is up for manager of the year alongside um, Pep Guardiola and Roberto Mancini. And you've got Kante and Jorginho who are both up for their midfield rewards alongside them KDB. So, and I believe Rudy goes up for the defensive award, unless I'm mistaken. So how, how do you guys feel about that? And who do you guys think is the most deserving of winning it? Uh, uh, I, I don't want to go first because, you know... The pink, no, the no, I, I was going to come to you anyway, Dan. Yeah, I know, because I wanted to have the last like, word because that kind of, you know, sits in the audience's mind because obviously they're going to count on my points now, but they might count or they might not. But with Jorginho, I think it's... Uh, I think Jorginho should get it. And I think Jorginho should get it because... I think a lot of people um, like to kind of suggest that he only done well in the Champions League towards the end of the season and in the Euros, and that's that's it. But yes, he was in and out of the team under um, Lampard because we know that Lampard was trying to buy Rice. But actually, um, all of the season, so I, I think since Liverpool, he hadn't start like he he hadn't lost the game that he started, and that. If I take you back to that Liverpool game last season, it was the second game of the season, and we had a, a man sent off. I can't remember who got sent off, but um, we lost that game, and Jorginho, I think, started that game. And then since then, he hadn't... Any game that he started, we didn't lose. And he wasn't starting in and out because, obviously, you know, Lampard had his own thing. But, like, Jorginho, even before um, this kind of whole end-of-the-season Champions League stuff, he, like, for Italy and for Chelsea, he was on this amazing... When I play, the team doesn't lose run. Um, and then, obviously, cut to uh, Lampard getting sacked. Um, Kante doesn't come straight in under Tuchel. It's Kovacic and it's Jorginho. And everybody remembers, we didn't concede a goal for, for ages. We To the point where we were competing with the special ones when he first came in, in terms of the amount of games he was winning. It was just clean sheets and it was ridiculous. And, and Jorginho was at the heart of that. And, a lot of people that were haters, actually, I had to sit back and say, actually, Jorginho's doing well. And this is just the league. And then obviously in the Champions League, yeah, Kante had three. I think people are really focused on those three amazing performances and those big games. And whilst that makes sense, because obviously those were big, I feel like when you take in like the whole season in terms of when they've been on the pitch, I think that Jorginho's had an incredible 2020, uh, 2021. Because... There was that the end of the season where he made a few mistakes, but apart from that, I think he's been um, very, very solid. Team of the year, team of the tournament for the Euros, team of the tournament for uh, the Champions League. Only ten other people have done that. Um, and yeah, like again, like he started the season one too. So, so for me, it's Jorginho. And look, if Kante wins it, Kante's my boy. I think Kante is underrated, even though people think he's world class. I still think he's underrated. So if he gets it, I'm not going to complain. But my vote goes to Jorginho. Fair enough. What about you, Ben? What, what, what do you think? Because, I, I mean, the question was uh, <laughs> in regards to the other guys, was like Tuchel and Rudiger, etc. So, like, what, what do you guys think of them being um, awarded? Like, who, do, you, do you guys think they deserve it? Or wait, uh, wait, how are you feeling about that? Oh, wait, so, sorry, I didn't really hear the... Um, I heard the midfield one, but wait, so what, Tuchel's up for the management thing, right? Mm-hmm. With who else? Uh, Mancini and Pep. Uh, yeah. And who's up for the defenders? Um, I've, I'm not sure about who's up for defenders, but I know I know Rudiger's up as well, I believe. All right, cool. For the management thing, straight, give it two call, no debating, easy. 
And same thing for the for the um, midfielders thing. I echo a lot of Dan's points. I don't even think it needs to be talked over that tough, really, in terms of people making our arguments. If that makes it, Jorginho has had a lot of he's had a lot of um, flack since he's come to England, and he's just proved he's and and I feel like he even had to be in that he had to be in that Italy team and conduct things the way he conducted things for them to even appreciate him. Like they appreciated him, and then they'll take away from him in another game. Like, but the proof yeah. is in the pudding, man. So for me, Jorginho easy. Yeah, coming into that that tournament as well, and I know you asked a different question, my bad, but coming into that tournament, I remember Cesc on a panel saying, yeah, Jorginho played really well in the Champions League, but I think it's because Kante's next to him. So, you know, like how people always do this kind of, yeah, it's because of this, it's because of that. So, I feel like he's properly dusted it. With Rudiger, um, Rudiger came in too late. He basically didn't play for the majority of the season. Um, and then, but when he did play, I remember when he came in, even for those Krasnodar games, he played well. Do you remember? Like, he didn't play for ages. Yeah. Then he came in yeah, and he I played remember. well. And then towards yeah. the end of Lampard, when Lampard started to play him out of the blue, he played well. So when it comes down to it, pound for pound, again, like, when he's been on the pitch, he's played well. The only thing is with him, for a large majority of the first half, he didn't get a lick of football. So Just to update, so for defender of the season, it is um, actually, so it's Aspie, uh, Ruben Diaz and Rudiger. I have a goalkeeper, it's some Courtois, Edison and Mendy, so... Okay, we've got, we've got an extra player there. So yeah. you know what it was? I didn't mention Rudy because I didn't know who he's up against. Sinner, but we could potentially do a clean sweep, you know. I can't lie. We have to. We should. We must do. We must Mendy's do, man. Got, yeah, Mendy's got it. Well, well, who's there? Mendy, surely. Um, Courtois and Edison. Okay, because if it was done at Rumba, then but yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I think we got it. I think we should do a clean sweep. To clean sweep. Yeah, man, and shout out Emma Hayes as well. She's up for Women's Coach of the Year, so it, it, okay. it made her like a, a Chessie, a Chessie oh, Awards night. They made the Champions League final too, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And Shemi, what, what do you think about the, the award nominations? Um, I think, yeah, Tuchel had a phenomenal half year. Um, I think what he, the way he transformed Chelsea, um, I think he just kind of deserves it. But um, shout out Pep as well, because... Pep, people forget that Pep transferred to City as well because City, City started really, really slow. Um, and, and kind of the same thing with Roberto Mancini because Mancini, um, Italy obviously were kind of like sleeping giants for like the past eight or so years. So all three managers have done an incredible job. I don't think that one's as cut as dry. No, um, I as, as some people think. Um, I think that one's a little bit more even. And honestly and truthfully, I, I wouldn't be mad if, if either of them got it because they've all three of them done phenomenal job, phenom, uh, phenomenal jobs. So that one, I think is maybe the only one that um could go um that might not go Chelsea's way. Um in terms of defenders, you said it's Rudiger, who else, sorry? SP and Ruben Diaz. Okay, cool. Um yeah, I think I think with this one, I think the fact that Rudiger didn't play as much might come into it, but Rudiger, Rudiger's Champions League campaign was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if, if, if I know how, kind of these awards are kind of biased on those kind of things, and if they are, then um, I, 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 wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he got it. Um, but then again, they might give it to Aspie because Aspie's captain, and Aspie's yeah. also really, really good too. And so I, I think, think- I, yeah, so I think I might, I might go for Aspie for that one. I can't lie. Yeah, and, and they're taking a uh, to account the Euros too, and Aspie was good in the Euros. Aspie was good in the Euros too, yeah, exactly. And, and, yeah, so I think, yeah. I think I'm going to go for Aspie for that one. Yeah, and he was sort of, here's the thing, for the manager one, so it's just quickly come in, A, it's, I'll be I'll be fuming if they give it to Pep or or even Mancini. Listen, not as much Mancini, but if they give it to Pep, 
it's not good that Man City started the season bad. That's not good. Do you know what I'm saying? Compared to Tuchel, who came in and he had to, don't forget, he had little time. He came in and he made it night and day for Chelsea in terms of where we were. And he had so much ground to build up. We were fighting on so many fronts. And obviously our squad wasn't tailored to what he wanted, like Pep, who'd been there for ages. They start Pep, they started bad. Then not only that, Tuchel comes in and he starts bodying managers one by one. He beat Pep three times. Everybody thought, look, Champions League came along. And one of the reasons why a lot of people thought that Man City would definitely win, not that it's just because Man City are better than Chelsea, or that's what a lot of people thought. It's just that we beat him twice before in close proximity. Tuchel had Pep's number. Not only did he have Pep's number, I saw Zidane on the touchline in the Real Madrid game, scratching his bald head. Now, listen, I'm bald, so I can say that, but he looked clueless. He looked clueless. He looked like he needed to go back to management school. Uh, not just that. Klopp. Do you know what I'm saying? And these were performances where it was like, out ta- like tactically outperforming these guys. It was just manager after manager. You know what I'm saying? And so what I think, what Tuchel done in that time um, against Simeone, like we just, we was up against some of the best managers in the world and tactically he outdone them. And tactically, the managers would come out after saying, yeah, Tuchel's amazing. What Chelsea's done was amazing, et cetera, et cetera. I think everyone's now looking to Tuchel and Chelsea as, do you know what I'm saying? Tactically and what they're building. Like, when you look at our, our individuals in terms of players, it's not like we've got the Neymar, Messi and um, uh, Mbappe, but everyone's looking at, okay, this is a Tuchel team. Tuchel got to, obviously, the final of the Champions League last season, and he showed. I think a lot of people thought that was a fluke and it was just because of money in PSG. But I think what he's done since he's come to Chelsea, he's shown that he's an elite manager. And I think the body that he worked, uh, work that he's done in that short time, if I want to give anyone the manager of the year, because it's like, rah, it's going to be Tuchel. Because I remember when Tuchel came in and people were saying, Bios is better than him. People were saying all of this. And now, oh, it's just because it's PSG. He's turned everyone's opinions around. And now everybody rates him as an elite manager. And that's because of the body of work of what he's done in that season. And therefore, I believe Tuchel for manager of the year 2020. Can, can, I, can I just say that anyone that said Bielsa is, is better than Tuchel, we can't, we, we can't allow them to reproduce. That, 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 that's, that's just oh, wild. I was going to say who it was, but then he might come and beat you up, so I'm not going to say. But, okay. Yeah, that is just that is just wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean, f- fair enough, fair enough. But yes, yeah, so, um, to go over to listeners' questions now, just to wrap up the show. Um, so the first question is from, from Josue Tony. Shout out to you. Shadow, you're doing your thing. He asked him, do we feel Tuchel and the club have purposefully pushed Trevor forward to show other youngsters that there's actually a chance of making it here following the mass exodus of common talent in the transfer window? Mm. That's a pretty leading question. I like it. Not for me. I don't think Tuchel's going to play anyone unless he thinks they're good. Simple as that. hundred. Agreed. 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 I mean, the next question from Lenny, he says... um. And this is actually a quite funny question. I don't know if you any of you listeners have followed them, the Twitter account of a recent, you know, <laughs> there was a bit of backlash around this player. But Lenny wants to know: um, Is there any player at Chelsea or anywhere in the world that could replicate or exceed Mason Mount's perceived monumental impact on the team? Because the general consensus seems to indicate that there isn't any. Uh, I'm not allowed to speak on this question, so over to you, Shemi. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, you know, go for it, mate. Go for it. No, no, I was just gonna say, read the question again, please. <laughs> no worries. Um, so Lenny asked them, is there any player at Chelsea or anywhere in the world that could replicate or exceed Mason Mount's perceived monumental impact on the team? Because the general consensus from fans seems to indicate that there isn't. Well, there, there's a lot to digest in that question, and that first of all. I don't know where this whole general consensus from fans that he that he brought that he does nothing. I don't know where that's coming from, but yet I, this I, that question is just so mad. It's, it's so mad. Ways. I didn't want to answer it. Man hey, went hey, from hey, one Lenny, side. Lenny, my boy, make it more succinct, and I'll ask it again for next time. Yeah, my went from one side over to the complete other side. Like, one one thing I will say is that um, I think it's important to remember that football is a small world. Um, yeah, as much as it may look like. The general consensus is that Mount is doesn't do doesn't do enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think, I, I think if we, if we, that the, the Chelsea fan base in general are probably not of that view, um, yeah. but I, I, I get I get what you mean because I've always said that fans are mad harsh on Mount. I also get the I also get the um the the argument that um Mount gets babied. I, I totally understand that, but at the same time, I think I've always been of the view that for what Mount done last season, he doesn't get enough praise. Especially like from art, from, from just from what I see generally on on, on from Chelsea Hour. Well. Say it, say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Chelsea, from Chelsea Hour, from Dad, you know. From Dad, um, whoa! That's only some big names, and then we're shocked when your names. Well, yeah, that no, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, all jokes aside. Um, I think for, I've always said that like, I think fans are mad harsh now, and the thing with Matt is that he keeps he'll, he'll keep proving people wrong. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's, that's my take on it. So, Shema, are you basically saying that Mount's going to keep dunking on um, Dan's bald head? Is that that's basically exactly, what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> Listen we've all the changes on Chessy Hour. We've got some new people coming in. We've got some, you know, people moving on. Just watch the transfer window. A <laughs> 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 last question, certainly not least from um, Wayne. He wants to know, um, which academy graduate do you think is the most likely to return to the first team? whether it be a buyback clause or a, a, any other aspect. So I'm going to go first in this one. I'm going to say Livermento. Like, I feel like the club's going to really, like, yeah. really, really, yeah. really regret it. I can see that one being... I can see Livermento coming back still. Because, hey, man, I, hey, I, I was saying it from early, man. That, 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 for me, that was the guy. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. paying $45 million to get him back. It's going to be pretty hilarious. I, I like I it. I, Is I it like... 45? It's 45, yeah. 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 I, thought, I saw 15. What the hell? Nah, it's pretty, but I like it though because that means that he comes in with a big fee, and that's what you need at Chelsea. So yeah, it's true. I I agree with Livermore. And can I can I say quickly as well? Um, obviously we've talked about the club, you know, letting these guys go and the recent trend, especially with the buyback clauses. Can we really say that it's a regret if they're buying back a player that's now off the level, and if they had stayed, wouldn't pro- probably wouldn't have got to the level as quick as they did. If that makes sense, I, don't know. I, feel like, I, feel I feel that's lazy, man. I feel like it's the easiest answer to give when the people say they may not have reached that um, level as quick as quickly. It's a fact, though, at Chelsea because he wouldn't have played as much. Whereas Southampton, he's probably going to play every week. Yeah, where I disagree with you, Ben, is that I think um, I just wouldn't say they haven't reached the level, but obviously they've got more opportunity to show what they can do. So I yeah, think, no, yeah. yeah, so I think, no, I so think, I think yeah, it's a good think, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Said, yes, not good. not um at all. Like as in, I'm not saying that you know they say they wouldn't have. Re- I said yet. Like so, let's right, say for example, calm right, down. Yeah, Livermento's 18. Let's say for example, we end up buying him back at 22. Do we think that he would have reached the level that he yes. will eventually be at at 22? Yeah, because look, look at him playing for Southampton right now, going straight into the first team, looking good. I just feel like it's just at Southampton, he's gonna his popularity and the confidence in him is gonna reach a certain level. Yeah, at Chelsea. 
Yeah, but at the same time, obviously game time does a lot of that too, if that makes sense. Like, would well, the question I'm trying to ask basically is that not that not that these um, all these guys are talented, especially um, you know, Livermento we talk about here, but would he have would he be as far along in his development without the game time is essentially what I'm asking. So as much yeah, as, you know, they're buying yeah. these guys back, they are buying a player who has gone and developed at a, at a rate that they probably wouldn't have at the club because they wouldn't have yeah. played. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just, just to make sure that we close on time, I agree. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Shemi, <laughs> thanks okay. for joining. Hey, Shemi's already gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me, love, love, love. Sorry. Right, love, love. <laughs> Dan, thanks again. Thank you, man. I, I forward the pitch you made up, Ben. Thank you again for joining. Yeah, hey, come on, listen. The stewards can't bad me, fam. They couldn't catch up with man. Now man's calling okay. when they want. You know they I'm, not to, I'm not allowed to speak about Mount, so. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, um, peace, guys. So yeah, hopefully we catch you guys at the live show, and hopefully we see you at, on at the, on the um fight card tomorrow night. He's done it! The greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club. When I shot my shot, but I didn't have got so I hit the post. But next time it's a golden goal. And it- Sports Social Podcast Network.